Hey everyone, it is Adam here, and I have with me a special guest. Allie. <laughs> it's good to have you. I'm excited. Allie is super thoughtful. Um, we've been growing as friends over the last few years, and I'm just really grateful that you would come and chat with us. But uh, before we start chatting, what, what are we chatting about? What are we doing here? Well, we're in our uh, new series, the first week of a brand new series. I hope you guys like that brumper that, uh, that Ryan did. Good fun making that. And it is called You've Got a Friend in Me. And so what we really want to do is analyze how kingdom friendships can change all of our relationships, all the different relational dynamics that we experience because we've been through a lot the last three years. Mm -hmm. We've been through a lot. We've been through a lot uh, just as uh, a society, a lot as humanity, uh, but we've also been through a lot as a church. And I think it's a good time to kind of go back and reevaluate and reset a foundation of relationship and friendship in, in all of our uh, interactions with other humans. Mm. You know, mm. does that sound like a good plan? Sounds like worth starting for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so the, the, what we're going to focus on uh, today um, is what is it like to just be an individual just by yourself, single mm -hmm. person? You know, um, without having to worry about uh, all that other stuff, like being married and having kids and la la la, right? Just, just being a single person, you know. Because uh, you said it best, right? How'd you say it? We don't. We don't come out of the womb married. Yeah. That's what I said. <laughs> I said what I said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, no, that's that's great, right? Um, and so, yeah, let's let's really just analyze this. We're gonna have a conversation. Uh, all these, the, all the, the, the whole series will be comprised of conversations with people uh, who are, you know, in each of those stages, you know. And so for one on mothers and children, we got a, a wonderful old lady to talk about that relationship. She's got seven kids, something like 30 grandkids or whatever the heck, right? Nice. So, um, and so uh, here we are starting with, with Allie because um, you're just a great friend, you know, and uh and I hope this conversation is beneficial for you guys. So, all right. You are a writer of sorts and you are a poet. Of sorts. Of sorts. Yes. Um, and you've written recently a poem, uh, I guess, it's about this journey of being single. Um, Something like that, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's within the themes. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, the themes are there. So... Uh, I thought this would be a really fun starting place. Uh, so could you read to us your poem and then yeah. we'll kind of use that as a, as a launch pad for a conversation? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I will just read it and then we can talk about it afterwards. The poem is called Too Hungry for Heaven. Heaven is a place where there is no fear. You can walk the city alone, perfectly safe every curiosity deserving of pursuit. And you don't need power to get what you want. You don't need protection or a partner. Even though he says, still carrying your coat in the early fall air as you get out of the cab in gorgeous darkness, I knew I was gonna hold it the whole time. You didn't need it. Heavenly, to be loved by someone who will hold your coat for hours and hours 
who makes home with you and carries your burdens. He cries with you, cries for you. Yet, what would this be without tears? What would it be if I didn't crave protection and did not tremble in its absence? I need something every second of the day. Oxygen, breakfast, touch. Experiences are the urgent God. So I ask for everything, even though it's never enough. I have heard that God is good. What father would give his son a stone if he asked for bread? I have a starved imagination, too faint, too dim, too hungry for heaven. Wow. I hope you guys were paying attention. If not, scroll back the slider on the YouTube <laughs> and listen to it again if you need to. Um, there's a lot of subtlety in here, nuance, just great, uh, great images that you put forward to us. So talk to me about this. Um, what inspired this? Why write it? What's going on? What's your heart here? Well, yeah, so I... The poem actually, the seed of the poem is that line. <clears throat> um, I knew I was going to hold it the whole time. You didn't need it. I was on a walk. I go for night walks because I like to look in people's windows. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen and heard other people who like to do the same thing, so I'm not a creep on my own. But people just have beautiful homes. So anyways, I go for walks. And one of the concerns that I have as a single woman going for walks at night is, is safety. There's lots of places that I, I know I shouldn't go, you know, by myself, even though, you know, my explorer's heart is like, I've never been there before. I know I need to, you know, wait to explore that um, laneway or, you know, wherever with someone in the daytime or, or with someone else at night, you know, power in numbers. But, um, yeah, I just was thinking about that. And then I heard this couple get out of this cab and this guy said this to his girlfriend. And I just was like, oh my goodness. Like, that's, that's the dichotomy between um, being alone and, and having a partner to, um, to just hold something stupid for you for hours and hours, even though <laughs> you didn't need it. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I just started to think, you know, like heaven is this place that we as Christians are so directed toward and we are conscious of um, and and we, we don't live a reality that's anywhere near to heaven. Um, mm -hmm. Like the question, what would this be without tears and the back half of the poem is it's asking, you know, like, is there is there a need for this type of relationship where one person comforts another in heaven? Um, and and why can't I imagine anything better than um, having someone here on Earth to comfort me here? Mm. Um, am I am I just too hungry to see the goodness of heaven? Am I too content to, like, chase down scraps? here um you know when there's something that god has put into us in ecclesiastes god has put eternity into the hearts of men like it's there like mm -hmm. i feel it i know plenty of people who feel um just that there's 
something bigger than what's going on right now. So, yeah, that's that's kind of where the poem came from. And and it, it wasn't initially about singleness, but I really thought that it kind of, as a starting place for this conversation, it really <clears throat> expresses kind of where I'm at with that mm-hmm. whole conversation. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love <clears throat> this. I have a starved imagination. It's like when you're starved, your body's not working properly. You're mm-hmm. weaker. You can't operate like you would. And so if your imagination is starved, yeah, it's like you can't you, you can't even understand the reality of what the kingdom or heaven, the new earth, you know, new creation is going to be like. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and so we just crave you called the experiences or the urgent God. It's like it's satisfying the hunger. And so just like just keep it. shoveling it in because <laughs> yeah. it will satisfy at least mm-hmm. for a little bit. Yeah. You know, um, and so, you know, to pair this idea with this this concept of relational connectedness with another human um, is just probably a really great wrestling, mm-hmm. you know. And so thank you. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and so uh, back to that line that we kind of opened with uh, at the beginning. You know, you didn't. You're not. You're not born married. You know, you didn't come out of the womb married. Um, and but you earlier before we turned the camera on, you were talking about this idea of uh, your unique individuality being important to God. Can you talk a little bit more about that and maybe the journey of discovering? Mm-hmm. that and maybe how it's connected to kind of the journey you've been on that inspired this poem too. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's a very, my journeys are long. Um, <laughs> so, I'll so, try. Pay, so pay attention because this woman is full of wisdom and nuance and it will change your life if you pay attention. That is maybe too much, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I, um, I just, it's, been something that God has been showing me over the last, you know, decade. I've I've been single for a long time, and that has its its moments of sadness. But it also is like it's allowed me to really get to know God and to get to know myself. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, as I've been doing that, I've realized there's um, there's a lot of you know things that I just needed to be shown that way. Hmm. Like, I feel actually loved by God through the experience of life that he's given me. Hmm. Um, because, yeah, individuality is, uh, it's a core, like, it's one of those, one of those things that everybody's seeking to define. Like, who am I? Um, and, you know, I grew up, uh, in the church and I grew up being a Christian from a very young age and it just seemed to me that marriage was always the thing that we sort of aimed at. Like, this is uh, this is the best thing. Um, you'll want this, so make the, make the effort and uh, you'll be rewarded. Mm. And I think you know, everybody has their own struggles, but one of my biggest ones is just not at all knowing who I am. And so, yeah, this this has been a long journey of discovering 
that I am an individual and that I am, uh, my, individu my individuality is very important to God. And so, yeah, when I say like, we don't come out of the womb married, it's like, um, we come out of the womb as the first one of us that was ever made mm. and important enough on our own to God that he would give us a whole life where we could do so many things that we can't even ask or imagine, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yeah. he has, yeah. he has such a, a, a creative love for us that um, our individuality is, is, yeah, it's, we're made as individuals. It's as simple as that. Um, so, yeah, I think Was there a second part to your question? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's great. I mean, you touched on uh, just the, just the beauty of the individual uh -huh. uh, yeah. briefly, and we'll we'll dive deeper and deeper in that, right? And like the experiences that you can go through, the experiences that you have, the ex the opportunity of of experience that's available, um, and uh, and and then how that relates to kind of your uh, journey of singleness a little bit and we'll keep, just keep diving deeper. So yeah, let's do it. So, okay. Um, we, we kind of, there's this working definition of the church that it's this community of people that is supposed to be diverse, um, of, you know, this diverse collection of all these individuals that have different experiences or different, you mm -hmm. know, talents and treasures to offer up. Um, so things like life stage and, you know, gender, race, age, economic status, um, the, you know, these are all kind of part of the milieu of diversity, we could say should be the community of faith, you know, mm -hmm. and a whole bunch more. <clears throat> um, and so here's a question for you. What is it like to stay open to the idea of building friendships uh, as a single person, particularly uh, in the church with this collect weird collection of people, characters, you know, but in particular in a post-COVID world and environment? What's the, like now, here and now, you have this whole journey, but mm -hmm. what have you, what's, what's COVID and what's maybe being an R3 with a bunch of weirdos? <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts now about making friendships, relationships at the moment? Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, maybe the closest experience that I can relate it to in my past is when I went to university for the <clears throat> for the second time I moved to Halifax and I didn't know anyone and I just moved onto a floor with random people and so like a student residence kind of thing yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I moved into a residence um <clears throat> and I just remember at that time being like there's no way to make friends unless I just like stand in a visible place and say that I'm looking for friends <laughs> 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 and you know then the friendships happen and they're like strong like i'm still friends with the people on that floor now mm. i'm going to a comedy show tomorrow night <laughs> nice where's my invite <laughs> yeah. maybe we'll go next week <laughs> okay sounds good yeah. um but yeah like i think the friendship was survival at that point and and it felt that way within a certain context which is like education university like we're doing this thing it's got a timeline and one day i'll be done um but then yeah like once you move move away from education context and you move into just 
regular life where you find a job, you find a context that stays consistent, perhaps. Not everyone's like this, but for me and and many others who I know, it, it, it gets to feel stagnant with what friendships are available to you mm. after a certain amount of time. And then with COVID, it, it really, um, I think a lot of things became clear for a lot of people during that time of lockdown. And um, even the like impulses that you have to invite people into your life had to be stifled at that time. Like I feel even right now that I'm like still, um, having to consciously practice um, invitations <laughs> mm, right? and and like bringing people together because there's just so many dynamics of of um, isolation and distancing that we are um, coming through. And yeah, so I think I think that it's we need to think of friendship as sort of more similarly to how I thought of it in first year is survival. It's really important because you can't do this alone mm. and um, you can't rely on your context. Like for that example of me going to school, like I was in a totally new city that uh, I didn't know anyone in. And, you know, regardless of if I had lived there for many years, like you only make friends one way. Um, and that is by saying words out loud and, and showing people who you are and then being curious about who they are and mm. and sustaining that interest and curiosity to a point of intimacy. Mm. So, yeah, I think that, yeah, having a refresher, a reminder of the importance of that, like right now, um, 2023, is uh, I think it's time. Yeah. You know? I love how you, <laughs> I love your example was, you know, sometimes you just have to stand in an open space where people can see you and say, <laughs> be my friend. <laughs> you know, often I'll, yeah. I'll go into the grocery store with my kids. And if I just like can't find something, uh, I'll literally I'll just be like, help, <laughs> help me. You know, just like throw it out there. I've never tried and that before. <laughs> hope the staff members within earshot. <laughs> and my kids look at me like, Dad, what are you doing? But like, you know, I'm a crazy person, so I don't care. Like, I just, you know. They um, are. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think, you know, what, what you said, you know, it's, uh, yeah, we, we can just be fine standing in an open space and like, and just shouting out that there's a desire or a lack or whatever and just be surprised by what comes mm -hmm. from being open yeah you know um so yeah i mean there's a whole bunch more to take from what you said but i uh, i latched on to that, <laughs> that yeah, one mean, small idea openness and approachability and hopefulness mm. is a pretty winning combination yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> yeah sweet um yeah. okay so you know uh <clears throat> there like you said there's you've been on you know kind of a single journey for a while you probably had some attempts at dating and relationships in the past and uh has any of the the journey through life there changed how you've uh conceptualized what it means to be a single person uh single person of faith mm. um yeah yeah uh it's it's been it's been long enough that i've had a few different stages mm. and 
and you know they're not it's not linear like some stages come back you know like you yeah and you hinted at one kind of step one in the church it's like hey you're single so that you can aim at mar- being married someday yeah right? so it's kind of the beginning of the journey i guess yeah 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 i mean i think there are a lot of voices um in society and in the various contexts we find ourselves at um But tell us what the good life is. And uh, yeah, for the early years of my life, uh, definitely marriage was um, was held up as the good life. Um, and, you know, then I went to art school and a different good life <laughs> is is being preached there. And it's like parts of it are amazing, like uh, just being strong and learning how to make decisions for yourself. And um, yeah, the things I learned in that context are incredibly valuable to me now. Mm. Um, That said, during my mid twenties, I was, I think as all people in their twenties are, just emotionally volatile. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because yeah, there's I was there. I was there. there's so many yeah. desires that you have like you want to have everything and mm-hmm. you don't know you don't know what you want the most you don't know what your limits are you're yeah you're just I had a lot of fun um and so yeah my singleness was not really it was more of a joke at that point in my life <laughs> like there was a lot of bitterness there was a lot mm-hmm. of um flippancy like just kind of um yeah like basically my mantra for until I was like 27 I think it was just like I don't need a man Mm. I'm a strong woman I don't need no man (laughs) (laughs) you know man and especially it got time no time for no scrubs you know (laughs) yeah man yeah (laughs) but yeah Yeah. I think over the last like uh, I don't know I guess it's coming up to six or seven years um i just have acknowledged that like there are desires that i do have and um and that it is like a tender prayer that i have to god that uh i would find someone to do my life with mm-hmm. um just avoiding saying mary <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean like i'll be honest i'll be I'll be brutally honest. Like I do want to get married. Sure. And and as you can see, that's been like a struggle for me to um, to kind of acknowledge because uh, there is a very uh, yeah I have a very uh, complicated emotional past. Mm. <laughs> I don't really want to go more into it than that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, basically. My thoughts, my emotions, the stages that I've been through of of thinking about singleness have they've matured to a place where I just I, I know that I just need to um, trust that God loves me and mm. that um, the things that He's given me to do are are so related to that uh, that we don't come out of the womb married kind of thing like. It's not, um, the point of my life is not to find someone else. 
the point of my life is to be uh, fully myself and be able to be generous with that, be able to be a partner with that. But like mm-hmm. uh, God made me because he did it on purpose and and he wants me to, um, yeah, to just trust him and be in relationship with him and um, be fulfilled with the good things that he's given me. And he's given me a lot of good things. Like mm. I definitely, um, yeah, I didn't expect to feel so at peace with where I am in my life. Mm. Like if you'd asked me when I was 18, like how I would feel if this was my current situation, I would be like, I'm confused, but I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, uh, as you were talking, you know, um, it was just, yeah, just a- appreciating the, the beauty of the journey and um, also thinking, too, that, you know, as as time goes on, you're probably uh, watching your friends maybe get married and, you know, maybe have, uh, you're starting to become friends with more married people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm an example of that, yeah. you know, uh, you've come into our life and that's been a, a great journey, but the whole time we've known each other, I've been married. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, what's it like? What's, what's it like to have relationships with married folks? Um, and what role do you play in their life? Do you think, and what role do they play in your life? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely, um, I, I love it much more now than I did before I knew myself better. Mm. Um, yeah, because I think when you're friends with, as a single person, being friends with a married couple, it is, you're friends with two people and, um, but they're, they're like one family. And so learning the ways that they work together and, and what type of like, cause I think it's tempting to consider a couple to be like a monolith. Like they're just one thing and they both have the same personality. And <laughs> like if you, yeah. if you are communicating with one of them, then you're communicating with both of them. And yeah. That happens a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> I, I think I've picked up on that over the years yeah. that like, Oh, okay. So like these are still individuals. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been interesting. Um, there were a few years where I was quite wary of being friends with married couples with kids because they kept asking me to babysit, but they didn't want to hang out. <laughs> and I really, yeah, I struggled with that a bit. But I think the answer to that problem is just to express yourself to your friends mm. and be honest. Like I think, like, hey, I'd love to hang out with you, not just yeah. Like it's, know. I think that like. Yeah that just because someone else's family situation is different than your own doesn't mean you have to defer to it. Mm. Like just because this, like my friend needs to check with her husband before making a plan with me, it doesn't mean that like I should not say what works for me and what doesn't work for me. Or Mm -hmm. just because they have kids doesn't mean I should say like, yeah, I'll just come to your house. Like if I want to visit, at a like coffee shop or a bar, I should say like, Hey, Emily, come to this bar with me. Yeah, let's go get a drink. Adam will take care of the kids or whatever. (laughs) Adam will take care of the kids. Yeah. It's like, it's, I think I've developed a lot of 
like presence and confidence to take up space in a relationship with um yeah my married friends mm. my friends with kids just mm -hmm. be like i'm i'm me i'm not just an opportunity for cheap babysitting <laughs> <laughs> cheap or free yeah yeah, yeah. so um, yeah i think it's uh i've come to love it over the years and and i've also yeah the challenges have been very rewarding the ones where i have to learn to like fully bring myself to the to the friendships there right yeah. right yeah and i guess as a married person with kids you know uh basically the devil incarnate no. <laughs> <laughs> the worst <laughs> no 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 you know like you said you grew to appreciate those types of people now but as a married person with kids i don't know i didn't say kids are devil incarnate just the, <laughs> the the monolith of the married person painted as like ah that's the scary yeah okay okay uh i love kids <laughs> everybody loves kids <clears throat> but uh you know i will say this that uh it's tempting and easy for us because kids are most comfortable at our house you know and if you take them out you got to think about so many more oh, yeah. things make all these decisions blah 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 they right? forget their shoes yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah they forget lots of things mm -hmm. um and so it's easy to say hey come to our house because uh you know then that it makes a thousand takes away a thousand decisions yeah. right right yeah um but i'll tell you like emily loves when you invite her out to go do something. Oh, I know. She gets like, really excited. <laughs> she gets really excited. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, uh, I mean, it's, I'm so glad that you said what you said about like, I can be secure in what I want, what I need and what I'm able to offer and how I communicate that and make that known and how I interpret what other people are doing and saying in our dynamic. Mm -hmm. Cause like, she loves that. She loves yeah. when you invite her out. Um, but if maybe, you know, someone tilted towards, uh, you know, always deferring or always like not being willing to speak or being mm -hmm. too afraid to or, you know, stepping on toes or whatever, um, then that wouldn't happen. Right. Yeah. And so appreciate well, it's, it. It's so easy to go with the flow of what is happening, like whatever dynamic is most powerful. And in a, in a family with young kids, like chaos is the predominant <laughs> dynamic, I think. And so, I mean, yes. I come from a family of six kids, so I'm not just- So it's chaos. It's yeah. utter chaos. <laughs> uh, so yeah, basically where I'm going with that is just that like, um, obviously I love to be considerate. Mm -hmm. And if the need is really to visit at someone's home because that's what needs to happen, like. Um, sure. I'll take fine. it. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like the time with my friend that I that I want. The time with my friend in in their full identity, which is their family too. Like, mm. um, but I think like the impulse to show leadership um, is also really important when you bring yourself to um, relationships in a full way. It's like if you you can try stuff. <laughs> you don't just have to go with the flow of yeah. what already exists, even though it's maybe more powerful than you feel like, mm. cause I think that, um, yeah, it's also really powerful to bring a change into a situation where, you know, the, the friend that you're visiting, like Emily might be ready to like take your lifeline and just <laughs> dip out for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> dip out of the chaos. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, are there uh, are there any challenges over the last three years? We talked about isolation, having to 
kind of put on this mindset of making all these decisions and considerations everywhere you go, um, if you even go anywhere. Um, being a single person who more recently been taking on this comfortability with saying, no, like I would like to uh, maybe meet somebody, I would like to maybe have family someday or whatever. Um, what's been a struggle over the past few years and how'd you kind of over, overcome that, um, knowing that, you know, that goal hasn't yet been realized, but I don't know, there's probably some kind of boundaries there that have been had to be overcome. Um, yeah, I think that the, um, that trifecta, I think we were talking about it earlier, like openness, um, hope and approachability. Um, that has really been uh, something that God has convicted me about is that like, I have some bitterness and I have some, some struggle that, um, that he's brought me through, he's bringing me through. Um, and yeah, I think that the, the wisdom of standing up and just living in hope um, and lifting your head and meeting people's eye and, you know, just being open to conversation, like those things, they're tough in the city, like to begin with, like mm. you never know who you're gonna yeah. lock eyes with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I think, yeah, the thing that God has really been uh, encouraging me through friendships, through things I've read, through the testimonies of other people, uh, is just to to live in more hope than mm. I have. Um, which I think, like writing that this poem, it was a big part of that realization that just, um, yeah, it, we have a propensity to focus on um, getting our immediate needs met, and I think like. I've been in the past three years, more years, however long online dating uh, apps have been a thing. I've tried them occasionally. Um, but I think the for me, I know that they have worked for plenty of people. And I know that a lot of people that you mentioned earlier, like they might find it a fun hobby mm. and, and bring hope to their hobby. But for me, it's very much like online shopping and it's like, mm -hmm. it, I get very like me focused like mm -hmm. really quickly. And I think that isn't in line with this living yeah. in hope thing. And and so, yeah, I mean, I think the, the change in demeanor um, is good, not only for the purpose of meeting someone or friends, but it's also like really good for my own heart and soul mm. just to to see what is what is good around me like even these friends that i've had since i was 20 like mm. they're great <laughs> and like some of the years that i've been friends with them i haven't recognized that as much as i should so mm. yeah yeah those are the that's those cool. are the changes yeah i like what you said about um the dating app stuff and the tendency to for it to corner you into a me focused mentality mm -hmm. you know um and 
think men and women display that in different ways, right? So women do that by swiping right only what, 5 to 10% of the time. <laughs> I think the dating apps show, right? Because uh, I want exactly. a man who's I want a man who's like I want a man who's like right, and you have your list of things. Yeah, and it's, it and you can't swipe unless he. Well, and you're criteria. even more doomed if you're like very familiar with like visual analysis and like details. Like, sure, he's yeah. wearing sunglasses in every photo that he has. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Does he even have real eyes? Have eyes? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but men do it in different ways. Like, yeah, anything will do, right? And they they swipe right, you know, Optimists. what is it? 60, 50 to 60% <laughs> of the time or whatever. I've heard right? that, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, so let's say uh, someone wants some practical tips. You know, we should probably we'll land this plane on, mm-hmm. on this last point here. Um, and uh, somebody sent us a list um, with some thoughts, you know, Uh, Some interesting thoughts just about where culture is, where the church is and how it fits into that. Um, You know, they they were unfortunately not able to make the panel, but some of their thoughts generally were uh, men's relationship to church is different than women's, which is uh, why oftentimes you'll see um, is disparate the right word, disparate proportion of men and women uh, who you know, participate in church communities. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes, you know, maybe at best you see 60, 40 women to men, maybe at worst you see 80, 20 women to men. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and so the way men invest in relationships versus the way women invest in relationships have all been a part of that in the church. And, um, and so, well, uh, anyways, she said, <laughs> uh, here's some of her her strategies. Um, and why don't we go back and forth reading some of these off? Right. Uh, do you want to read the first one? Sure. This is a good one. Tell everyone you know and trust, trust is important, that you'd like to meet someone and ask for introductions. <laughs> Get to it. Yeah, why not, right? So, hey, I'm looking. Do you know anyone who would work for me with me? I'm willing, I'm open. You know, yeah. well, and the trust part of that is super important. Don't totally. just ask anyone that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Waste your time. It may also come off really strange. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Just a random strange. Is there anyone I can date? You know, it's like, Argh. yeah. Um, here we go. Uh, here's another one. Do new things. Um, try different groups, join different activities uh, where you might meet people, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so there you go. It's a good rule for just making friends. Yeah. Um, this one I have done, actually, loved it. Go to therapy. <laughs> Get healthy and ready for a great person. I think, yeah, that's, that's a pretty good, good recommendation if, if you're feeling trapped, I think. That's mm-hmm. my kind of rule for therapy is that you don't always need it, but if you really feel stuck and trapped and unable to solve a snarl of problems, it's really helpful to mm-hmm. talk to someone who can help you unravel and <clears throat> yeah work some stuff out so yeah and that can be professional therapy it can also work itself out well with if you have that community that trusts you yeah like you intentional and is willing. directed conversation yeah totally yeah. um and just this idea of like being ready for the person that you may want to be with it's like hey maybe we can stop putting our criteria out into the world and put that on ourselves. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I dislike the the phrase of of become 
who you uh, are looking you, for, kind of, because it's oh, it's kind of narcissistic. In well, its approach. it's it's kind be of be the person you want you're supposed to marry. I like to think of it more as like be at peace with yourself. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. That's just me because of who I am and my story. But yeah, um, well, probably the art- the articulation of it as being relationship oriented. As opposed to just shalom. Yeah. Is probably the issue, right? I suppose. Yeah. Anyways, on to the next one. On to the next one. You read therapy. Okay. Uh, Don't be afraid of online dating or matchmaking service, but no, it's just a different pool of people to meet. Not necessarily better ratios of compatibility than any other room that you walk into. That's interesting. Uh, And also just, you know, watch out in the online dating world. You never know when you're going to meet the Tinder swindler. Tinder swindler. <laughs> Why does that sound familiar? It's, it's like a movie. I don't know. <laughs> Great uh, cinema. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that's that, that's good to differentiate, right? If you put yourself in a room, there's a bunch of people. It's just like going on an online dating platform. It's a bunch of people in a room, right? And you, you know, you analyze it, you look at it, and you say, yeah, maybe there's somebody here for me. Maybe there's not. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Um, all right. Number five, remember that marriage and dating just brings on different problems than the ones you have currently married or single life is complex and lonely at times. Hmm. That's some good perspective. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's more perspective rather than uh, like a strategy, Mm -hmm. which is good for framing any particular point of action properly. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, I think it's a necessary grounding to have that uh, the good life is kind of an illusion. Mm. Um, so, yeah. I mean, in terms of looking for satisfaction on horizontal levels. <laughs> nice, nicely yeah. put. We need to go up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> um, okay, here we go. Number six. You liked this one. (laughs) Finding a partner is a part-time job or requires the same commitment as another hobby. If you want it, put in the time, money, and effort. Interesting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) For some, that may be a fun process. For some, it may not be. Yeah. I mean, I think you can find your your way to uh, making that process fun. I think when I was speaking about it earlier, it was specifically related to online dating. Mm. And I'm, yeah... For Not me, as much of a fan, having a part-time job where you are basically online shopping is it's anxiety making. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but it's a. I think it's it's a good tip because it's investment into yeah. something that you want to do, and and you know yeah. there's there's scale of investment. You don't have to spend your like what's a part-time job is like twenty twenty eight hours and under. You don't have to spend twenty eight hours. Yeah, it doesn't a have week. to be the max limit. It could be the min limit. You know? Yeah, you can work four hours a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think, like, this is making any friends, hey? Yeah, Like, yeah. any friends at all. Yeah. You got to put in some work. You, you do. Know? You got to put in some time. You got to put in some emotion. Mm-hmm. You got to put in some money. Yeah, and you have to put yourself into a place. Like, you have to go and do. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, you read number seven. Chill out and have a little fun. <laughs> I think that speaks for itself. 
Yeah, we need a little more fun. Yeah, especially do. in the church, eh? I think so. Yeah. yeah, we get we get so serious about everything. Mm-hmm. Like the Joker, why so serious? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, don't want him around asking too many questions. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Okay, and then here's number eight. This is a good one to end on. Pray. Ask others to pray with you, um, and trust God when He gives and when He takes away. Um, and so why don't we end our time on that? Natalie, would you just pray for our church? Um, pray that we would grow in friendship in all dynamics um, and, yeah. uh, and whatever else you feel compelled to pray for. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Father God, I thank you for uh, this conversation that um, Adam and I have been able to have. Um, and Lord, I just pray that um, whatever is good from this conversation would meet those who need it. Um, And I just pray for Trinity Life Church um, that there would be an abundance of deep friendship um, that would grow from uh, the the people who um, are really seeking to follow you and seeking to, um, to see your goodness and to see heaven on earth, um, to see your kingdom, um, coming now, Lord. Um, yeah. And I just pray that, yeah, this conversation around singleness is, is, it's pretty awkward, I think. And I I just pray Lord that, that it would be something that was spoken about more honestly, especially by those who, um, who are living it. Um, I, I pray for boldness for uh, single people um, of all kinds, Lord, for all reasons. I just pray for um, a a strong word of identity mm. to each of us from you. In fact, regardless of singleness, marital status, um, Lord, I just pray that um, your people would, would learn... Um, to look to you for um, that security, that origin, that mm-hmm. um, purpose, Lord. Um, yeah, and I, I just thank you so much for the ability that we have to have these conversations and um, for the freedom that we have to share them. Um, and I pray that you would work, uh, <laughs> yeah, work your miracles um, in each of our lives. Um, Show us that. Show us that you love us, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. Hopefully, this launches you into conversation in your groups and response to the Lord. And so, I hope your time in your R threes is fun and fruitful. And we will see you soon. <laughs>